UFC 228 post weigh-in thoughts. Dun dun dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. Of course, I want to thank everybody for following me on Twitter at FightJunkie.com, listening to the podcast on Anchor.fm, and checking out the YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Normally, I don't do post fight or post weigh-in thoughts like what what is that even but because so many people were interested to see if Woodley and Till were going to make weight especially Darren Till I decided to touch on what I think happened with the weigh-ins and of course the Valentina issue where that fight is now off Um, going back to Till he came in at 169 which is a pound under the limit, which is 170 for the title fight. Woodley came in, in right at 170, but originally he was 171 and he had to strip down to make 170. So obviously these are two big boys, both of them, and they both struggle to make weight. I don't care what anybody says. This issue about Till coming in at 169 all of a sudden became a huge deal on Twitter with uh, Darren Till fans thinking this was some awesome feat. What they don't understand, they probably never, ever cut a single pound in their life. If you understood weight cutting and realize what Till has to go through to hit 170, you wouldn't ever suggest that he intentionally tried to make 169 to quote-unquote prove everybody wrong. I don't care what Till says himself. I don't care what his team says. The dude is huge. Every freaking pound this man cuts is like hell. There's no way on earth he intentionally wanted to come in at 169. So how did it happen? In my opinion, it's a simple case of they were erring on the side of caution here. It's a title fight. He has to make weight for the fight to come off. Woodley already said he wasn't going to fight a replacement. So if anybody missed weight, this fight was off. And Till had to make weight to win the title. So they erred on the side of caution. This was... A weight cut that started long ago that was very hard and those last few days were probably utter hell for him to make weight but again they did it and they erred on the side of caution and he came in a pound under better a pound under than a pound over this is very common sense here this isn't some rocket science grand scheme I'm coming up with they just did a little bit more suffered a little longer, and made sure they made weight. This idea that this man, who can barely make 170, has missed weight twice, is going to say, meh, it's so easy, I can do 169. That's not the case. The guy's big. He's already talking about going up to 185 pounds, right? I told you guys this in the predictions podcast. If he loses, he's out of there, 185. If he wins, I predict he's going to try to defend the title. I don't think he can do it more than a couple times before he's forced to move up, but I think he's going to try. And so I just thought it was ridiculous that people started jumping in people's asses about Till being 169 and how it was a great thing. In fact, I had a troll on social media that wanted to go back and forth about it, and I don't mind different opinions. What I do mind is just plain ignorance, and there's a lot of that going around with weight cutting, this card, and Till's weight in general. The whole weight cutting issue in the UFC is what we're going to touch on here. 
But there's a lot of ignorant, ignorant, ignorant people. And in 2018, you, there's no excuse for anybody to be ignorant. There's so much information on the internet that whatever I tell you, you guys can go check. You take the time, you research, then you formulate an opinion. To be totally ignorant on weight cutting issues that the UFC are facing, and I'll get into that in a moment, is absolutely embarrassing. So anyway, the troll is telling me Till intentionally did this. And I'm saying the same thing I just told you guys. I don't see it. You know, the guy's a big boy. I don't see him intentionally cutting an extra pound. It's just too much work. I just think they erred on the side of caution and said, you know, let me try to get as low as possible and go through the hell, but I've got to make weight. It wasn't because the weight cut was so easy and he's just a grand weight cutter and, you know, he's just the man of the man of the man. And People forget, I actually picked Till to win this fight. So obviously this, this dude knows nothing about me. He's not a follower. He had like 39 followers. He doesn't uh, subscribe to the channel. You would know these things if you knew who I was. So immediately what happens? The name calling starts. The dogging on my brand. Saying I'm not a real MMA journalist, right? All the same stuff you always hear. It always devolves into the same utter nonsense if you guys haven't listened go read my podcast don't feed the trolls or go listen to my podcast don't feed the trolls this is exactly what you're going to deal with anytime that you have an opinion and you're opinionated and in my case i pretty much talk non-stop combat sports you're going to run in people two people that are absolute just fans and that skews everything that's why i always warn you guys do not bet combat sports as a fan these people are delusional this guy's obviously in love with till having no understanding that i actually picked till so immediately he goes into rage mode because he thought i was dogging on his boy that's how i knew he doesn't follow me doesn't listen to me doesn't have anything to do with me he's just looking for a fight it's a waste of my time i always give people uh, opportunity. I will reply to this guy. Remember, 39 followers. And he's telling me I'm full of myself and I, I basically have the God complex, which is hilarious because I always talk about that. But I'm telling this guy, I'm, I'm sitting here wasting my time replying to you. You have 39 followers. You're saying I'm full of myself. That doesn't even make sense. I would have never even replied to your original comment to my tweet. That the weight cut wasn't intentional. You know, it was hard work. It's nothing to cheer about. The guy looks like Skeletor. I mean, he looks bad. It's not unexpected. We talked about this. It doesn't make me not want to pick Till. He's very good at cutting this massive amount of weight and rehydrating. This fight is going to come down to how well he rehydrates. If he does it right, then I think my prediction holds. But this guy, he wasn't interested in any of that. Right? He's just interested in protecting his favorite fighter, Darren Till. I have no time for that because I, I'm a better. Right? I worry about cashing. I already made my pick. We've already talked about it. I've already went through this. This guy wasn't interested in a back and forth conversation of differing opinions because immediately starts with the, the takedowns, left and right, name calling, just ridiculous, you know, round and around. They just get repetitive. It's the exact same thing in every tweet. So I tell them, hey, move along, man. Hopefully Till wins the title, but that's not good enough, right? It's got to come back, got to come back, got to come back until I'm forced to block them. And it's very rare I block people. I don't like doing it, 
but at the same time, you're not going to waste my time. I don't know if you're just up there to troll people and talk trash nonstop, but that's not what I'm there for. So once you don't listen and I've given you a chance and just said, hey, move on, we can talk about something else some other time and that's not good enough, then you got to go. So in the same token, Valentina and Nico fight is off. Well, the Nico fight is off because Nico had trouble making weight and was rushed to the hospital. Of course, the UFC doesn't want to say this. They come out with their statement that says for health concerns. Everybody knows what it is. It's weight cutting. A lot of people were pissed that this fight was really even taking place like a year later or something because of Nico holding up the division. She has other injuries that kept her out. And then the day of the fight, you can't make it to the scale. And so you're rushed to the hospital. That's a problem, right? Like what happens now? So Nico is going to be out another six months, three months, five months. Does she keep the title? What happens to Valentina? Do they rematch? So a whole can of worms is open now. And it comes right back to weight cutting. So my problem with it is I don't believe the UFC is taking the weight cutting issues as seriously as they should be. And oh boy, here comes the heat. Because as soon as I say that, here come the other people that suddenly think it's just a fighter issue. Fighters should be disciplined. It's on the fighters to make weight. And I agree. That's the funny thing. These people are so asinine that they don't even understand what I'm saying. I agree. It is the fighter's responsibility to make weight. It is part of their training and discipline to be a professional fighter. You know you have to make X amount of pounds on X amount of date. That's it. I get it. But guess what? That doesn't solve the problem. The problem are the problem is these people, women and men, are cutting huge amounts of weight in the totally wrong way with a bunch of plastic people around them labeled conditioning, strength, trainers, dietitians, and they still have issue after issue after issue cutting and making weight. So something must be done. This was my point. I think it falls on the UFC's shoulders. And the reason I say that is because the moment a fighter dies or goes blind or something seriously bad happens to a fighter, cutting weight in an unsafe way, the UFC is going to be bombarded with nothing but bad press because this has been going on. They can't pretend that they put... Uh, out there solutions that solve this. This moving the way in times and all that, it hasn't fixed anything. Day of, day before, 4 o'clock, 12 o'clock, none of it's done anything. Because these guys are cutting far too much weight. It's that simple. And they're doing it incorrectly with a bunch of pretenders that think they know how to tell professional fighters to diet and cut weight. They're simply just dehydrating and starving themselves to death. When you can't even walk to the scales, we've seen fighters almost collapse. Fighters have uh, been pulled off cards with kidney failures from cutting weight. And you're going to insist to me that it's the fighter's responsibility and only the fighter's responsibility and everything needs to be left as is. Now, this is from an MMA guy. 
MMA guy, I say that in quotes, MMA guy, who has 12,000 followers on Twitter. This is his argument. And when I say, I get where you're coming from, but this is going to look very bad on the UFC when something happens. There needs to be rules and regulations put in place to force the fighters to play by the rules. It's a safety issue. This guy goes bananas. You have 12,000 followers and he can't even have a debate, a friendly debate. I was actually following this guy. He wasn't following me, of course, right? Because he's Mr. Know-it-all. He wouldn't dare follow somebody with only 4,200 followers, right? That's beneath him. Remember we talk about this? This is what we go through. These are the type of people that are out there. This is why so many people clown on MMA Twitter. They call it MMA Twitter. How just dysfunctional and vile MMA Twitter is. How the people that are supposed to love the sport treat it and other people who are supposed to enjoy it. It's disgusting. Like, of course I unfollowed this guy. Not because we have a different opinion. But... Because of his ridiculous name calling and telling me that I'm an idiot, right? I'm a dumb dumb because I don't agree with him. It always resorts back to the same thing when you have no argument. Name calling. And not only that, then he goes out to MMA Twitter asking for validation. Like this guy's a narcissistic nut job. He actually makes posts calling me fake news because I think that weight cutting needs to be regulated. So he reaches out to his other followers in the hopes that they will validate his ridiculous stance. Literally making post after post after post. Not commenting on his own thread. Literally making new tweets to say, Guys, does anybody agree with me that it's the fighter's responsibility? Are you guys all fake news that think the UFC should be responsible? I mean, it's crazy. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the sport that 12,000 MMA fans had followed this guy. Do you honestly think he only acts that way towards me? There's no way. We were going back and forth in the debate because I'm saying, listen, I get your point of view. And that's not even good enough. I get your point of view, but here's the problem. If something bad happens, the UFC is going to take all the heat. They're not going to sit there and complain and talk bad about the fighter that's dead or dying in the hospital. Who's going to do that? Nobody's going to do that. The MMA world and the journalist world and the fans, they're all going to jump on the UFC and go, well... We knew that was going to happen. How many fighters have already been pulled off cards? How many fighters have been hospitalized? How many times has this happened before the UFC does something? That's what's going to happen. And that was the point I'm trying to make. If you're a true MMA fan, how can you want that to happen? If you're a true UFC fan, how can you want that to happen? You don't want a whole bunch of bad press about how unsafe the sport is. People forget how hard it was to get the UFC legalized. That the reason the Fertitas got that freaking brand is because of all the legal issues. Remember the human cockfighting from the great John McCain? And then nobody wanted to regulate it. Nobody wanted to show it. They wanted to ban the sport. 
that was just styles versus styles. We're not even talking about weight issues that are really dangerous. We're just talking about the sport as a whole. They wanted to get rid of it. So there was no market. So the Fertitas picked that freaking thing up for cheap. Pennies on the dollar for what it's really worth. A lot of people don't even realize that if you haven't been around. This sport is still fairly new. And they faced a lot of criticism. And they still do from people. How many people do you think want to watch men and women in a cage elbow each other and split their faces wide open? Their nose is just gushing blood. Leg kicks that put them on the mat and they can't even stand up. Leg is swollen two times the normal size. Right? We're freaks. We're fight junkies that enjoy that stuff. But not everybody does. So as soon as something terrible happens with a fighter dying from weight cutting, then all the blame is coming on the UFC. Now, why haven't I talked about boxing? Because I believe there's a solution out there that the UFC could implement right this second and not have to do anything different than what boxing's doing. The WBC, they do a 30-day weigh-in for championship fights. They want you within a certain percentage of your contracted weight. And then we have rehydration clauses where, say, 10%, you cannot balloon up past 10% of your contracted weight. These are smart. California is looking to institute that exact same rule in the state. Rehydration clause. What does this do? I'll explain exactly what this does, how it protects the UFC and how it protects the fighters. One, they put rules in place so they can say, this is what we've done to try to address the problem. And we've done it from a safety point of view. We want to make sure fighters are not cutting massive amounts of weight. And when they do make weight, we want to make sure they don't balloon up to an unhealthy size in 24 hours. That's the first thing. Right? They can say they're actively doing something to help fighters' safety. The second thing is, it forces fighters to fight closer to their actual natural weight. Why? You may be saying, how does that make them fight to their natural weight? Because of the rehydration. First of all, if you're talking about just the 30-day weigh-ins for championship fights, go 30-day weigh-in, 14-day weigh-in, 7-day weigh-in, the weigh-in, then rehydration clause. You've got to be on, right? Like, you can't screw around. They're going, they're coming to get you at 30 and 14 and 7, and then you got to weigh-in, and then you've got to have X percentage of rehydration only. So you've got to be on. You've got to know what you're doing. That's going to put all these plastic strength and conditioning coaches out of there. All these plastic dietitians out of there. This ain't like cutting weight at your house while you're sitting on the couch watching Dr. Oz. These guys have to train viciously while cutting weight. It's a whole different ball game. So when people act like that one pound for till is nothing, they have no clue. Anybody who says that has never cut a pound in their life. You would never say that. Ever, if you had to actually cut weight and train, no way, it's not easy. One pound, half a pound. These are the same people that say, Oh, he missed weight, it's only half a pound. They have no clue when your body says, No, mas, that's it, baby, it ain't cutting anymore. And these clueless people are out there spouting off nonsense, acting like, Yeah, what's a half a pound? Go take a crap. When the guy's been throwing up, 
using laxatives, sitting in saunas, taking hot showers and baths, sitting in his hotel room with blankets and towels, cranked up to 90 degrees. Eh, what's a half a pound? What's a pound? It's only a pound. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It's ignorant. And then I have to deal with people like this who have more followers than me. That gets under my crawl. That's a little bit of an insult, to be honest with you. Like this dude who is telling me he doesn't care if a fighter dies or gets injured because it's their responsibility? That is insane. And to think that the UFC wouldn't take any type of heat from the mainstream press if something like that happened is beyond ridiculous. Like, you are truly clueless. Like, do you even understand what you're typing? Do you even understand the sport? I have to question everything at that point. How could you possibly think the UFC would come out of that without a scratch? Oh, that was Darren Till's fault. The guy should have moved up. He's dead. Next card. Yeah, right. And so not only does this guy go on a rant calling me an idiot and dumb dumb and I'm fake news and all this trash, which absolutely means nothing, right? Because I'm trying to have a debate to go, look, dude, I understand where you're coming from, but he don't want to hear the but. All he wants is yes people around him. And man, you barked up the wrong tree if you think I'm that type of person. I don't care if I have a hundred followers. If they're quality and and we can conversate and disagree and have um, discussions about stuff, I'll take that any and all day over somebody like him who sits there and wants you to agree with every single thing he says. I tell you guys all the time, even when I'm capping, you don't have to agree with me. Tell me who you like. Somebody I posted a comment the, the other day that I think they liked Danny Garcia or maybe it was Woodley. I can't recall. And I Or no, it was Amir Khan. Yeah, he liked Amir Khan, but he liked him by decision where I picked Amir inside. And I'm like, that's cool, man. If you hit that, it's plus 275. That's a great line. I have no animosity because he disagrees with me. I'm not a god. All I was trying to do is uh, explain my point of view and how I thought overall for the sport and the UFC specifically, it will be very bad when, not if, when somebody is seriously injured meaning career ending, or dies improperly cutting weight if the UFC hasn't implemented something like the 30-day weigh-in checks and the rehydration clause. But apparently that's just totally outside the box. Like I'm just a cuckoo head for even suggesting that the UFC needs to take responsibility for their own for their own safety in the sport to say we're actively trying to do stuff because that's what's going to happen. You know it and I know it. Somebody's going to try to put blame. What about that fighter's family? You don't think they're going to raise hell and say with a civil lawsuit that the UFC has known that there's problems with this and that it, they ignored it. They put their head in the sand and allowed fighters to unsafely cut weight. I could see a lawsuit like that. Could you? So that's all I was saying. But how embarrassing, how embarrassing is it that this guy has a following like that? And you may not think 12,000 is a lot. Maybe you have 120,000. The fact of the matter, in a niche sport like that, 12,000 is not bad. Maybe they're fake. Like I asked this guy, like, who the hell is following you, dude? Like, who can put up with this nonsense, name calling like you're a child? 
You got 12,000 followers. You're supposed to love the sport, follow the sport, be all about the sport. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think it's dangerous. Maybe we should apply these rules. It's not about rules and regulations, dumb, dumb. This is fake news saying it's a UFC. It just goes on this huge tangent. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Is this for real? This is this is one of the top guys or a top person or a top account in MMA Twitter. Are you joking? That's the best we can do, guys? Get out of here with that. That type of mentality is ridiculous. Like, not only can I tell this guy does nothing in the actual sport. He does nothing. He's never trained. He's never cut weight. He doesn't bet. How do I know? How can I tell that? Because of that attitude. You would fail in every aspect of those things I just talked about with that attitude. You have just a piss poor attitude. 100%. And it's not because he disagreed with me. It's because he couldn't handle a friendly debate. And he immediately went to like a dude with 100 followers talking shit, throwing names, throwing a tantrum. He's throwing an online tantrum. I even told him, you know, when he commented, hey, doesn't anybody agree with me? You know, he's basically bawling in his chair at home. I even commented like, hey, MMA Twitter, this guy needs your validation. Like he's going on a rant, calling people's names and throwing a tantrum online. Like if he has any hair, he's going to pull it out. He's probably busting the windows in his house, like true nut job style. Like, what is that? And the reason I bring it up to you guys is because these are the ignorant people you're going to be surrounded by. And you've just got to weed them out. Like I told you, I told you up straight. I was following him. Did I think a lot of his tweets were asinine? Yes. A lot of his tweets were similar to this, not directed towards me, but just retarded, absolutely ridiculous nonsense that meant nothing to nobody. And there are people like that. And apparently, I guess people like following accounts like that. But if you're expecting that from me, that's not going to happen. I'll tell you that right now. I'll never go down that path. I'm always going to spit it to you the truthful way. I'm always going to give you a reason why I think that. And I'm always open for a debate. It doesn't matter to me if it's on YouTube or whatever. But you got to be civil. You got to bring it, man. I know what I'm talking about. In combat sports, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just telling you the truth. So if you want to bring in a different opinion, fine, you can bring it. I don't even need to prove to you that I know what I'm talking about. I don't do that. Like I said, I'm not trying to get in a pissy match. Just like the guy who picked Amir Khan by decision. I didn't go in there and rip his pick to pieces. Well, this is why you're wrong. And this is why. And that's why. And if you look at this and this, of course, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a jerk. That's ridiculous. So I'm like, yeah, man, if it hits. I told you guys before, I'm not perfect. Not perfect. Don't try to be. Maybe you guys think I'm totally wrong about the UFC needing to put in responsible rules and regulations like boxing has and like California is trying to do. If you think I'm totally wrong, comment. Comment on this uh, podcast on YouTube. If you're if you have the Anchor FM app, you can comment on Anchor. That's the only way you can comment to me on Anchor. So you have to have the app, and then you comment through the app. You can't through you can't do it through the desktop. Or at Fight Junkie Com on Twitter. I have no problem with it. Just don't start with the name calling and ridiculous nonsense. Like bring some intelligence to the conversation. If you disagree with me, that's cool. Maybe you'll be like, yeah, that sounds good, but you know, it'll take too much trouble or to, whatever your argument is. And then if I have a counter argument, we'll go back and forth. And that's to me, that's interaction. It's just a discussion. 
I don't always want to agree with people. You don't always want to agree with people. There's people I follow I don't agree. There's people that follow me that don't agree with what I'm saying, depending on what the subject is. And that's cool. That's part of it, right? I don't mind that at all. But what's frustrating is when you have a guy that has that many followers on Twitter, so obviously he has a following, right? Who can't even have a debate with you. If you disagree, immediately you're some type of moronic, brain-dead person, right? When I'm just trying to say, I get where you're coming from, but here's another part to that. Don't want to hear it. That's, that's really sad because my entire goal always has been to build that community of like-minded people. I'm not just saying that. That's on my tagline. It's on my it's on my form. That's because that's that's what I wanted to do originally. Decades ago. That's what I was trying to do. Bring together people that enjoyed the sport and of course we made money on the sport, but people that liked being around the sport and discussing the sport. Well, part of discussing discussing the sport is disagreements. That happens with capping. I just told you an example on YouTube, but that happens on the forum all the time or used to all the time. Right? Oh, I like this guy. Oh, I like that guy. Oh, why do you like that? Oh, I think this, this, and this. Why do you like it? Oh, I think this, this, and this. Well, let's see what happens. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of times it makes you better because then it opens your eyes to maybe something else. You can go, oh, yeah, I can see that. That might happen. Let's wait and see. Right? It could open your eyes to something that you missed or overlooked or never even thought of. So he could have came with a valid point. Who knows? We never got anywhere because he immediately started his ranting and raving, acting like a child that didn't get a candy bar. So we never even got to anything real other than me saying, hey, there's things in place already that the UFC can copy. They don't have to even come up with anything new. They don't have to sit in a room and discuss. It's already there. They literally can copy it. And say, from now on, we're having a rehydration clause. From now on, championship fights, we are going to implement a 30-day weigh-in for our bout. If you're fighting for a bout, we're doing a 30-day, a 14-day, a 7-day, and you have to be within these numbers. Right? That's it. Literally copy what boxing is doing. That's all I was saying. And so, in my opinion... That helps to solve the problem and keep the UFC out of trouble later on. Because I don't think you could continue down this path of this terrible weight cutting and the way it's being done and not expect that some serious doo-doo is going to hit the fan at some point. Because you've got people of all races, sizes, genders having these same issues, man. You've got women that are fighting at 125 pounds that can't make weight and are taken to the hospital. That's a problem. You got a dude who's fighting for a 170 pound title that weighs over 200 pounds and cuts weight. That's a problem. How do you not expect something bad to go wrong? And in a perfect world, we can all sit here and claim what that lunatic was, that it's on the fighters to make weight. Yeah, that sounds great. But like I said, to be so naive that you think the UFC is completely off the hook if something happens to one of those fighters that didn't do it the correct way, then you are living in a fantasy land. That is not true. The opposite is true. They are 100% on the hook. Even with the things we talked about right here, talking about the implementation of those rules, they would still have to defend themselves. 
and say, well, yeah, we decided to do this and we were hoping this. And they would say, what happened? And people would want to look at the numbers and if everything was being regulated and if they were within the numbers, if anything was out of the norm. If that 30-day was off, the 14-day, the 7-day, if the rehydration was off, by anything, there would be scrutiny. You know it and I know it. They would be looking at that. So the UFC would have to make sure they have their P's and Q's, everything, their I's dotted, the T's crossed, it would have to be perfect. And they would still have questions surrounding how did this happen? Is there anything else you guys are looking at? Have you thought of any new ideas? Right? Because what has the UFC done? They haven't done nothing. Change the weigh-in times. If that doesn't solve the problem and you still see it happening, then I think you need to start looking at other things and go, maybe we need to do something else. But apparently they agree with the crazy man that says, we'll just leave it to the fighters and their plastic trainers and let somebody die and deal with it then. My opinion is it's going to have to be addressed. You either address it now proactively or you're going to pay for it later. That's just the way I see it. Let me know what you guys think about this subject. Let me know what you guys think about Till weighing in at 169. And let me know what you think about the Valentina fight being off. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.